0: Okay, so a few weeks ago, it was Mother's Day. And, you know, I ended up talking to one of my buddies who's a big golfer, like an avid golfer. He's one of those guys that, you know, there will still be frost out there. And it's like, the only people more crazy than, like, you know, hockey fanatics um, are golfers. And I guess he has a foursome and him and his buddies, you know, do not miss under any circumstances. And so they made a pact no matter what they have to do you know, to to get there, you know, they're going to do. And so even if it's Mother's Day, so they're all there and they're all kind of like, you know, muttering around, getting ready to get out there at the first teen's like, you know, so that's so the first one. What do you have to do? It's like, oh, it's awful. I had to do the whole breakfast in bed thing. And then as soon as I'm out of here, I got to meet for brunch. Crazy, stupid, expensive lunch. And The second guy goes, oh, well, that's not that bad. I have to do the breakfast in bed thing had to take care of all the kids stuff, get them all ready for the day. And I have to pick up my mother-in-law on the way home. So we can take her to brunch on Mother's Day. And they're like, Oh, and the third guy's like, I'm doing all of that. And I had to buy this stupid necklace that she's been looking at for like three months. Like this round of golf just cost me an extra 750 bucks. And they're like, Oh, that's bad. And, the, and you know, my buddy's like, okay, let's take you off. And they're like, well, what about you? What do you do? He goes, I just looked at my wife and I said, golf course or intercourse? She said, wear a sweater. She said, wear a sweater. She said, wear a sweater.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Hello and welcome to Carnival Personnel. I'm Jacques. I'm Joe. That's almost comedy. Almost. <laughs> um, first of all, I- I'm going to throw it right out there. Um Anybody who listened to the Sideshow on, on, uh, on Thursday uh, was treated to an hour and 18-minute version of self-indulgent <laughs> theater, uh, which is always one of my favorite you know bits that Joe does on the podcast. Um, we effed up so many things. We forgot so many crucial things. We were all over the map. Hands down my favorite podcast we've
1: done. Sorry we didn't recite the entire movie verbatim. Excuse me! Uh, no, we butchered a lot of it, a
0: lot of it we got right, but honestly, I I loved it, L- listening back to it, which I don't, you know, hard to believe, listen to every word we come back because it's like even I annoy myself at one point, Uh, but I did, and... Even when oh man we forgot about shithead and and the therm I had the thermos in the wrong place but it was brilliant when
1: we we never rehearsed the thermos song together but sadly we knew uh, every <laughs> bit of it um, ah we didn't know every bit of it if you there's some clever editing involved if you listen back but it was it was great. Um,
0: for me, uh, and and seriously, um, going forward, I will apologize in advance to anybody who is sticking with us. There's going to be more of that. Like, like I want to do, you know, uh, an Animal House one just before we started rolling. You know, we we talked about like um, doing a Spinal Tap one, and you go through the things that we really love. We we for we've been doing it just over a year now. And for just over a year, we've been talking about doing a Get a Life sideshow, uh, which right. we will. And, I, and I'm going to do it, or we're going to do it as a two part because I really want to do season one and two because they're so different. They're different shows. There are three seasons. You know, well, that's what I'm talking about. So <laughs> we'll do three. But it's like before Brian Doyle, Murray, and Spewy, you know, it's a different Maybe show.
1: Maybe there are two seasons. I forget. I have the DVD set. God forbid I watch it.
0: No, we were watching it. but And, and this one's on me because. Um, you know, I wanted to watch it together with Joe, but half of them, two-thirds of them, have it with the, the, uh, the creator – the um, commentary do, doing commentary and so i wanted to watch so we, we were getting through it like we would watch one episode and then watch the same episode with the commentary yeah. track and then spend time looking up the people in the background on wikipedia
1: maximizing our time together
0: <laughs> it would literally take two and a half hours to get through a half hour episode of of get a life but we're doing it but i i make no apologies for how self-indulgent it was and how erratic it was and how all over the map it was uh but i i really did
1: love it. It was a lot of fun, and I looked forward to more... uh Audience bores, as I like to call them, or I will um, take request. And before
0: I go off on taking request a little bit, with that, I am getting call the request line. A oh. personal shout out and thank you to faithful uh, listener Richard, who when I was telling the story about my buddy AJ wanting a drug induced uh, a drug story song, that your buddy Richard like you know hit you up on social media, so at least somebody other than Biff. Gets to us on social right. media. Biff
1: and Richard are our active followers on Twitter and Facebook. And it was, and
0: it was, it was a, it was a great, a great uh, Danny Warhol um, uh, mention. And like, so I, I did. I told AJ, it's like, hey, if you're still looking for other things, you might want to check this one out. And I'm like, I blanked on that one, but that was great. So, it, so thank you for anybody. But if there are requests other than stop. You can stop sending that one, Mom. Yep. I get it.
1: And I'm sorry. I already renewed for another year on Podbean. <laughs> oh, so I think what do I owe you? Like Forty five bucks it was ninety bucks. We nah, will work it out. All right. Um, but anyway, so so the
0: jerk thing was fun. Uh, thank you for for the feedback, Richard. And if there are any
1: movies, God, <laughs> like we have to thank w- literally one, one person.
0: <laughs> no, it's like I was just talking for so so. Let's you know before we get right into like all the fun stuff. Uh, both of us have big weekends. So why don't you start with your big weekend?
1: My son is graduating high school, or has graduated high school as of, you know, the time you're hearing this. So where are you? Having a big party? Not a big party. A medium-sized party. Not a medium-sized party. I'm a here. Small party. It's going to be a big party. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Right. Are we doing three more podcasts that day? Lampshades are optional. <laughs>
0: Which, by the way, I just thought of Lampshade. Oh, like, Lampshade. I forget, right. I forget what I was watching, and I'm like, oh, man, Lampshade. That was brilliant.
1: Welcome to Inside <laughs> Theater, where <laughs> well, nobody knows what we're talking about. Well, we'll get
0: to that. When, when Joe and I did a comedy show in L.A., we did a sketch called Lampshade that we took... It, it was like, uh, was it Streets of San Francisco opening? Mod Squad. Mod Squad, you know, dun, 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 and cut all these, like, you know, Joe had this superhero um, called Lampshade, which was a guy in a tracksuit with a lampshade on his head. Uh, my favorite thing is. Like, it would show him running down the street after a bad guy, and then it would cut to, like, a still photo of the Different Strokes family, and you were the... Uh, Lampshade was always in the back of pictures. Right. Just.
1: Yeah. It was before memes. It was, like, memes before memes, yes. And so so what was it? It was, it was Different Strokes. It was... Um, Alien Gonzalez. Gonzalez,
0: you know, for anybody who doesn't remember. That Google was,
1: it. Uh, fuck yeah. it. We're not explaining it. But
0: everything. anyways, but I thought that... Um. So, and and me, by the time we hear this podcast... And and we are what is it? We're about twenty two hours out, maybe about twenty hours out. Um, it is Faithful Listener and my beloved sister Kim's fiftieth birthday at the end of this month, and I am throwing a surprise party for her. Don't tell her uh, by the time this post so so this this post about twenty four hours after the party ends, and, and so she so. Here's what a great guy slash dick that I am. Surprise to nobody. I decide I'm going to throw my sister a surprise party because I'm a great guy. And to sell it, I'm making her make all the food for the party because she thinks it's an open house for us. So I, I went through the whole subterfuge of putting out an Evite to our friends and family saying we're having, you know, all the old neighborhoods, Mike Sullivan. I you know a lot of people like Joe knows from being in this sad orbit the last almost 30 years. Um, so there's all those normal people, and, and, and an invitation went out to them during Evite. And then a second one went out saying, yeah, fuck that first one. What's really going on is it's Kim's 50th. Um, but to sell it to her, she is making all this food. And she's like, what should I bring? Literally just before we went on the podcast, she, being the sweet person she is, calls just to make sure. It's like, okay, I'm making the pasta in the pot and what else? And I'm like, anything baked goods, like for chocolateers. So I'm going to have her cooking and baking all tonight and tomorrow morning. For her own party. So I'm a wonderful guy for doing it, but a dick at the same time.
1: I think it's lovely. That's a lot of effort to put into somebody that you kind of know. Kind of know. Yeah. yeah. We bumped into it
0: a couple times. But yeah, I'm, I'm very
1: um, – you know.
0: And, and my sister really realized this is a sacrifice because the one mistake I've made thus far – Is not inviting my mom as a surprise, which means she's been at my house every day trying to rearrange furniture, trying like trying to set up for a party that's five days away. And like, no, there's six people who live in this space. Like, (laughs) you can clean it now, but when hurricane, like, you know, dream squashers, my two kids get home from school, it's going to look as bad as it does now. We will clean the morning of. There's no point to doing it before, but you know, because we finally Mom and dad have been there all week, first world problems, like helping get the pool ready and all this stuff. She's bought like four or five of those giant floaty things in the pool. It's a good sized pool, but it's like, it's not, you know.
1: it's not an Olympic pool.
0: (laughs) And it's like, yeah, we we, we might want to be able to jump in the pool. And and she's made a bouncy house on water.
1: It reminds me of that episode of Sesame Street when Bert and Ernie are filling up a bathtub for like their nephew and Ernie keeps throwing oh, in all oh, of toys. these yeah. floating toys, and it's like Ernie. Funny they mention uh, bring up Sesame
0: Street later because um, one of my contributions to the Massachusetts Pirates is when the visiting team is introduced and they come running out on the field. Um, I pick the music. This week it was the Sesame Street. You know, welcome. Let's have a big Massachusetts Pirate And the PA announcer Rod, he's great. He's always. Whatever, big Massachusetts, welcome for the Jacksonville Sharks, and then um, it was because of because of the jerk uh, two weeks ago when it was the main Mammoth. It was the way we were. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so when you said Sesame Street, uh, okay. Any uh, More trigger words that I should avoid. No, but but I'm I'm, hope, I'm hoping when we talk next week that. We're celebrating, you know, Chip Boy's big party here. A successful party for my sister Kim. But in the meantime, let's stick to comedy, okay? Okay. Let's stick to the yucks. Uh, When you think of comedy, you think of comedians, such as Roseanne Barr.
1: Go. (laughs) Hey, did you hear about the one where the Muslim Brotherhood person had sex with a Planet of the Apes thing? No, I haven't. (laughs) And then... Valerie Jarrett came out. Oh, that's a good one. Classic. I think, I think Groucho Marx told that originally. In my day, <laughs> you would take a Muslim. They weren't called blacks. They were called.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> um, no, and not at all racist, you know. Um, so it's funny.
1: No. So do, I think everybody knows that we're referring to this odd and awful tweet that Roseanne Barr put out. It looked like a reply to somebody else. It wasn't one of those standalone broadcast to the whole world type of tweets. It was a reply to one of her followers. I think I think that she made a crack about Valerie uh, Jarrett, who apparently was an advisor on the Obama administration or to the Obama administration, that she looked like the Muslim Brotherhood and the Planet of the Apes had a baby.
0: You know, now, unlike. Oh, see, I was just going to make an Infinity War reference because oh, I don't,
1: I can't, ah, to
0: hell with it. No, it's it's just somebody sees Thor and said, you know, because he has the one eye. It's like it looks like an angel made it with a pirate. (laughs) You know, it's like, but anyways, um, and and the and the problem is, it's not the first Planet of the Apes ape reference that Roseanne has made uh, against people. Um, with, with a different skin color. So it's, but she's an awful person. Nobody knew, nobody didn't know that she was an awful person. And Joe and I were talking about it as it went down in real time. You know, I'm, I was talking to Joe. It's like, I really wonder what ABC has to do. But within the first hour of this coming out right away, Wanda Sykes, no done. You know, she, she, she's, not as big a comedian as Roseanne, but, I mean, she's huge. She's absolutely huge. Show creator, she, she you know, she was a writer on this show, you know. Um, oh, now I'm blanking on the other. Uh, Whitney, Cummings. Cummings, Whitney
1: Cummings. Instantly, you know, done. Well, she had get left the show about a few days earlier, so she saw this coming, and I think she probably had an exit strategy going in, saying, I'm going to get this kick-started, and then I'm just going to hightail it out of Dodge, because... I have a lot of other stuff going on. This isn't my one meal ticket in Hollywood. I have other things to do.
0: It's interesting you say that cuz you do. I mean, every time you know, one like, you know, anytime somebody awful does something, the fact that like because Bill Cosby is, you know, Bill Cosby, all the people whose livelihood is residuals of the Cosby show are now are are, are fucked. You know,
1: do you think anybody had a livelihood off of residuals from an '80s sitcom?
0: Yes, you'd be surprised. Like, maybe it's not their only source of income, but it runs so much. You'd be surprised. Like, you know, worldwide, it's one of those shows that is on the air somewhere right now. I see. And and, and you know, it, you know, it'd be interesting to like, you know, see the second string characters who you don't who didn't go on to other things. You know, um, but but with this, it's like now all those people who. Yeah, maybe the lighting guys and the grip and the gaffers get on other shows. You know, maybe Sarah Gilbert gets something else going. You know, it's like well, ju- she's
1: already got a gig on the talk, which is that talk show on CBS. But but what about the kid who played DJ? What has he been doing? Right. In the Last Michael 20 Fishman? Years? Yeah, right. He's probably been doing um, you know typical you know filler showing stuff. up at
0: second tier comic cons, getting like ten bucks an autograph,
1: doing YouTube videos. I don't know.
0: But but that's the whole thing. But uh, so right away, you know, there was, you know, people from the crew and then people from the cast. But it wasn't it wasn't more than a few hours. And ABC's like, no, nope, done. And and it makes
1: me think they must have been ready for this. It doesn't help that the president of ABC Entertainment is a black woman. Right. Doesn't help. Right. And and that's the thing. It's like they must have known. See, on one hand, you want to give
0: them credit because they didn't. Wait for public opinion. I mean, this was almost instantaneous. Um, And it makes you think, were there meetings from day one? It's like, okay, no matter how good the ratings are, we all agree, if she posts herself dressed as Hitler again, baking people-shaped cookies,
1: we're done, right? We're we're all on the same page? My gathering is that she was probably put on double-secret probation, that she... Going in, that they knew that she was this hotbed of crazy. She was a crazy person. By the way, Roseanne's show doesn't have a stellar history of having stability when it comes to behind the scenes. Right. Uh, this isn't news to anybody, I don't right. think. Right. So I think this was, I guess, in the grand scheme of things, Roseanne's quote unquote second chance. Hey,
0: shut up, you dumb Portuguese piece of sh. Oh, Joe, I'm sorry. I took a little ambient today. It's not that, that, that. Ethical uh, insensitivity outburst.
1: It's not me. I like how the Samantha, well, this is leading into the next story, but the Samantha B, I think, did a story um, about, or that she did a parody commercial about Ambient, Ambient racist.
0: Well, <laughs> you, who, the best thing is, of all the comedics, memes and all the other comedians who jumped on in a late night talk show, Truly, I think the best response was from the company that makes Ambien, (laughs) who flat out says, you know, in a very legal jargon, professional way, while all... Uh, medicine has different sorts of side effects and affects different people. Uh, it's not known to cause
1: racism. Racism is not a known side effect <laughs> of Ambien. You know, it's like wow. So first
0: it was I'm sorry, and then it was it was the ambience, and then when nobody's buying it, it was a fuck all you people. Like then she like kind of doubles down and it's like like um like, maybe it was a kid who played DJ. She you know who said he's off the show. He's done with this. She's like basically, I made you.
1: Yeah. All oh, right. Right. Well, she look. She's a mentally instabil- instable, person. So can't fight crazy. Can't win against crazy. You. We've seen that past eighteen months. Do you?
0: Do you? And honestly, it's a. It's like, I wonder if it could have happened anyways. And I wonder if it was ever pitched that way. Do they reboot the show as the Connors in the first episode? They're coming back from her
1: funeral. Well. Jimmy Kimmel Live did a parody uh, promo for Dan, where they just showed clips of the latest season, but it's only Dan doing stuff, and Roseanne's not even in any of the shots, and they just rebooted it as Dan instead of Roseanne.
0: I wonder if on a spite, like, Netflix or, or, or somebody else, like, you know, approaches them.
1: I think in TV. I mean, why not? I mean, uh, did she create the show and the characters? Would she have to get a paycheck? She uh, shares creator status, and actually, there's another guy who left. I think after the first season or the first half of the season, that has a created by.
0: I wonder if they can do like Archer's done this year. Take all the characters, just just completely put them in a different setting because people like those characters, and it's just you know all you know they can be a different. Call them all something different. Move them to somebody else. Like you know.
1: I mean, honestly, I think it's done. I think we're all. I think we're okay. I think there's enough television in the world. Yeah, I think we're. I feel bad for everybody involved. They're all supposedly very nice people. Um, There's a lot of people that I enjoy seeing. Honestly, I didn't watch more than three episodes. I watched the first two, and then I watched the episode in which Roseanne befriends. Begrudgingly, her Muslim neighbors who move in next door because she needs a Wi Fi password. It's a little, and (laughs) that was one of the odd episodes, apparently. And that was one of the episodes in which Roseanne clearly had a point of view she wanted to get across. Like she wanted to portray Roseanne as this they're not all bad, you know, uh, people. She wanted to be like the white knight, just most of them. Right, just the ones that give you Wi-Fi passwords. Like, imagine if they didn't give her the Wi-Fi password. God forbid. Right? Like, yeah, she'd oh. be the barbecue Betty Becky uh, calling. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know right. Who I'm talking about. Yeah. Oh, that awful person. Tremendous woman. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know? Anyways, so that off to the, off of that. Nonsense, and then on to some new nonsense. And I think it is nonsense. And, and here's one of the things that is there anything that's not
0: nonsense right no, now? No, there really isn't. But you know, one of the things I hate is like both sides do it. No, completely different. Like completely different. And I'm not going down the political thing that much, but it's like Samantha B. And what she said for front. Well, here's the funny thing. It's it's she's a woman, and I think she can use the c word now. Like we've talked about, Joe and I did two dry runs at this show and I could not – it's a word that I used way too much. And honestly, it was a word that came out of my mouth like so nonchalantly um, and the growth I've had of the year thanks to Joe by the first two episodes. It's like episode two that didn't air had – it used half as many times as episode one and it, it was. But the whole thing about Samantha B dropping the C-word as it relates to Ivanka Trump.
1: So to frame it, in case you don't know, Ivanka Trump, amidst all of this news stories about how 1,500 migrant children who have been forcefully separated from their parents by the Trump administration have somehow gone missing because they, were, they weren't they were claimed by their their original parents and now they've lost track of them. There's well, their sp- parents are in jail. Right. And they just... And place them anywhere. Right, they're just sort of scattered across wherever. So what Ivanka Trump did obliviously was uh, last Sunday she posted a picture of herself holding her sweet child head to head, forehead to oh, forehead.
0: Sweet child, my.
1: Husband. And said, "I heart Sunday mornings." Something. Oh hi. I, hashtag Sunday mornings. I, I heart snuggles. my. Ch- I love my child. Hashtag Sunday mornings. And immediately the left was. All over saying, You oblivious fuck, tell your father about the migrant children. And then Samantha B and her writers took up that same cause. And on her show this week, she called Ivanka a feckless C. And they didn't bleep out the C. T- TBS granted, they're not regulated by FCC. And even if so, they are after it's after the 10 o'clock hour. Or so they can get away with it. They swear. But they usually bleep words like that, and they didn't, which was, you know, you have to go through standards and practices, you know, television. I mean, there's layers upon layers of script approval, and, you know, is this going to go to air? Because it's not live television. They had to pre-tape that and then run it through sensors, and then they bleep out words, and then there's probably a special request for them not to bleep out the C word. Or maybe they just never used the C word until this very moment, and it never came up. But, so now people are... All on Samantha B. and Samantha B has since apologized. But now the Trump uh, administration is sicking their dogs on Samantha B, calling for her head, calling for her to be fired. Well, you did it to Roseanne for her racist tweet. She, this is an insensitive tweet uh, or an insensitive thing to say to a woman.
0: A, a white woman calling another white woman the C-word is not the same as a white woman calling a black woman... I thought she I, was white. I,
1: wait a second. I thought she was white. <laughs> this is Louie Anderson, not Roseanne. I get that a lot. Bye. <laughs> and this episode
0: of. Oh, I can't think of the show that I hate. <laughs> Louie Anderson. No, Louie Anderson. Yeah, Louie Anderson is on that show. Baskets? Baskets and what's a show that oh, I? Oh, funny! You, <laughs> you, funny, should funny you should ask um, No, but if you have to tell somebody how and why, that's those are two different things. You know, it's like let me go up to LeBron James and use the N word, and another, you know, I don't know, a Michael Jordan going it. Let's see if it's the same reaction. Let's see who gets punched in the face, and rightfully so. But that's the whole thing. And here's the other thing: the White House administration who still has not apologized about the john mccain comments like still weeks later haven't haven't come
1: out and apologized about the horrible thing about john mccain by the way i think you could have just stopped after saying the trump administration hasn't yet apologized done, right. done. like nothing they, they could say you know what hitler pretty nice guy fine people on both sides pretty nice guy Never apologize. No, they'll never apologize because that's a sign of weakness. The biggest thing, I think the second biggest thing, other than the fact that Ivanka, Com-
0: well, Ivanka Trump is.
1: That's the chocolate talking. That is the chocolate. Is there ambient in that chocolate?
0: <laughs> but she has a C word. But more importantly, you've already hit it. This wasn't Samantha B on an island of her own tweeting this out. It, when they taped the show, you know there was executives from TBS there. You know there was lawyers there. You know after it was done, it was run through the censor process. Um, so when they're saying, oh, you, you know, TBS should fire, it's like, well, TBS would then have to fire itself. So if it's a taped show that went through all those channels before getting on air – and again – well, I, I really don't think she should apologize
1: for it. Like, she did. did it's too late. And it's funny because... And she's lost two sponsors by the way. And Tem- that- temporarily. I think they've temporarily... So State Farm and, and, and Auto Trader, I think temporarily suspended whatever. Okay, fine. Again, it's all fair because it's all free it's speech. Fair, Th- yeah. That's the price you pay when you play free speech in a corporate environment. That's it. So Roseanne loses her job. Samantha so B loses some sponsors.
0: Yeah. Laura Ingram. Attacking a victim, a, a child, a 17-year-old kid who survived that. Roseanne making, again, again racist tweets. It, I think it is not the same thing, but at the same time, it was still not her out on an island. So unless TBS is going to fire itself and um, – oh, uh, the comedian who did the headless Trump thing. Kathy Griffin. Kathy Griffin told her right away, don't apologize, don't apologize, don't apologize. And and, and then when she apologized, Kathy Griffin came out again and said, no one give her a hard time for apologizing. You don't understand
1: the blender you get put in. You have to see – I don't follow Kathy Griffin on Twitter much, but I saw somebody retweet one of her Twitter moments. She had this 20 – no, I'm sorry – like fifty-two tweet thread about her ordeal with the Trump administration and the backlash and the recovery, being and all put of. on the
0: no-fly list, right. Being
1: investigated for months. You got to check it out on Twitter. She put it out maybe you know last Thursday, I think. It's it's pretty involved and it's pretty it's pretty heavy and it's and it, it is a cautionary tale because they're actively the Trump administration is actively calling. People to arms. Essentially, they're telling people to go after. This is not. This is unprecedented. This is unprecedented. What's going on? I'm gonna stop you. Go back about two minutes. Now, when you said, "As soon as I
0: said the Trump administration, you didn't. I didn't have to go." Has never apologized for. As soon as you say the Trump administration, everything after that is unprecedented. Like literally, <laughs> everything after that is unprecedented.
1: And unprecedented. You see what I did there? I took the and word, word precedent and then replaced it with president. I gotta go. <laughs> Byron Allen needs me for another five <laughs> episodes of that awful show that is watched by Jacques' mother-in-law. Bye!
0: Which means it's watched by me. <laughs> um. So uh you know but speaking of and of all the shit of all the crazy shit that hey if somebody told you 2 years ago if somebody told you 3 years ago this is where we would be the fact that this week Kanye West who i hate and i think he's a complete piece of shit but i cannot I got stop this, listening to his awesome music i got this thing where i can't say his wife's name but the fact that his wife has a meeting (laughs) with the guy who the Russians help plant, the the Manchurian candidate inside 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, are literally get together for a one-on-one talk about prison reform. And the photo of her standing behind him and the Oval Office, I'm like, holy shit. It's like as much as we want to joke about it becoming a banana republic, the much as like – the facts since day one with everything he's been running everything like a reality show going into a commercial break yes we're gonna we're gonna have the meeting with North Korea or maybe we won't stay tuned till after this break <laughs> you know we're not gonna we're gonna have these tariffs on steel it's unbelievable we're getting raped by Canada or maybe we won't stay tuned and then months later the fact that that Kanye West's Awful wife, you know, gets an audience with him, and then they take a photo op and talk about, of all things, prison reform.
1: You know, well, the reason for the prison reform is that there's a woman, a low level drug offender, apparently. first first time offender, her name is Alice Marie Johnson, who Kim Kardashian is our advocating her, a release. grandmother. Yep. So it really is basically an opportunity that they're seeing that. This guy, if we can cozy up to him, he loves celebrity. He loves hobnobbing. As much as he hates the Hollywood elite, he loves the Hollywood elite. That's why I'm sure Kanye met with him earlier this year. You know, it's probably all part of a cozying up to, look, we'll get on the side of this fucking idiot that has pardon power. Like I said on Twitter, this guy is Oprah, but with pardons. I mean, he's already pardoned. Or who is he? Who did he say who's going to pardon? Oh, Dinesh D'Souza. Did you hear about this guy? I, I'm not gonna. No, no, you
0: no. You are because
1: I, I don't really know much about it. Anymore.
0: Okay, well I do. She went to meet about this grandmother yes. and talked prison reform. And then the next day, or that day, or the next morning, he announces five possible pardons. And again, he doesn't pardon anybody. It's he like announces five possible possible pardon. things. And of the five people, none of them are that woman wow uh, you know who are they well they're political peoples Rob Bogoyevich. G- am I saying I can never say his oh, name right oh but,
1: Rob Bogoyevich?
0: who he knows from having been on the apprentice um uh, also Martha Stewart who he knows <laughs> from having been on the apprentice and again it's like Martha Stewart committed a crime she committed a second crime by by you know, Holding the lie as closely as she can and being arrogant about it, and she paid a price, but she's not in jail. Uh, and then again, you know, well, she did serve prison. She did. Well, that's what yeah, I'm saying. Right, right. She she oh, did. But
1: she's not in jail, right? She's so not in
0: jail, but she's out now. But it's yeah. like, oh, so if she gets a pardon, so she gets that year back of her life. She doesn't have to have gone. To prison. Does it come with a DeLorean that goes 88 miles an hour? Uh
1: there are sort of stipulations to her release, like she's under some sort of probation that maybe they want to have lifted. I don't know. Maybe there's financial and, sanctions and, on her. And know.
0: then of course the guy that you just mentioned, who and, and here's the funny thing is he, you know, he he admitted his crime. He was sentenced. Um but the funny thing is the, the two things about this, A um. This, this is this is this is one hundred percent trump saying saying one hundred percent hey Michael Cohen, stick to your guns, don't flip, I got your back yep. this is saying to Paul Manafort because like of course why did he and you look at the people the, the, you know when he ran on the 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 old absolute cliche the law and order president okay but even though a pile and... Oh, I think, is his name Opile? The, the, the sheriff, or said it Opile? Uh, uh, Arpeo. Arpeo. i say, because I'm thinking Opile is shit. But he got convicted. He appealed, and, and the conviction was upheld. And he got, and the same thing, Scooter Libby. Scooter Libby, who, like George Bush, commuted some of his time, but thought that the obstruction and the lying to the government. You know the perjury was so bad that George Bush didn't give his vice president's aide a pardon, but yet that's what that's what Bloatus is doing, and he's saying, "Look, everybody who's up there, Michael Flynn. I know you're already working with them, but dude, stop working with them because no matter what they have you on, I'm going to pardon you." So he's telling everybody, "Look, if I'm a party, if I'm partying." This right-wing blogger for campaign, you know, illegal campaign contributions, which is what the whole Stormy Daniels thing is all about at this point. Um, look, don't flip. I got you. Even if they convict you, it doesn't matter. Don't tell them about all that other shit because I'm going to cover you on this. Just, just, just keep going. Um, or he's partying reality stars. Doesn't mention the 63-year-old one-time grand, you know, drug-offend grandmother.
1: I'm reading here that last week Trump also pardoned the deceased boxer Jack Johnson. What's that? What? First of all, who's Jack Johnson? I'm not that into no, sport. I don't know why. Why not pardon? Why stop it at just reality stars and and celebrities? Why not do like cartoon characters? You know? Do you think he knows the difference? Like Floyd the barber, or no? Who's the guy? Who was uh, the guy on Mayberry R.F.D. who always got thrown in jail?
0: The town drunk, right? Um.
1: Oh, and that was his name, the town drunk. <laughs> Otis? Was it Otis? Otis, yeah, Otis. He's going to pardon Otis next week. Ask me what I have for lunch yesterday. <laughs> we don't have time.
0: <laughs> no fucking idea. <laughs> but off the top of my head, I remember the town drunk from the Andy Griffith show?
1: <laughs> but do you see what I mean? No, nobody sees what I mean because it's fucking insane. But, I see what you mean. But out of nowhere, Louie... uh <laughs>
0: the tariffs that were a terrible idea and it's funny cuz our friend all-star tommy the last time this went around he sent me that podcast and i'm trying to think of the name of it that we talked about like oh big money and it, yeah and smoot smoot holly smoot
1: oh now you lost
0: me well no it was a name in like the 1920s when they had all these tariffs come through before all oh, right it was like considered like the worst like tariff like policy ever and and he sent me the. It was a really it was a money driven podcast, but it was it was short. It was really funny, but it was like this was considered the worst tariffs ever instituted that led to the Great Depression. This is worse because he just woke up one morning and thought, "What countries don't like me, and which countries do I like?" Like, and even now he's like he has a good relationship with like the prime minister or the president of New Zealand or Australia, so he's exempting them, but. He, He's going back after Canada. He's going back after, you know, the UE. He's going back after, you know, Mexico, of course. Um, And and it it wasn't like anybody in his office was able to give the press or anybody heads up that those terrorists that he talked about, that kind of went away because everybody told him how a bad idea. Yeah, today he's going to announce that they're back on. So it's just honestly day by day.
1: I don't know. I'm done. (laughs) Good. I'm bored with tariffs. Let's talk about sheriffs. Like Barney Fife. From- <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, Eddie. We gotta nip this in the bud. Nip, nip, nip it in the bud. That's pretty good. I like this one joke that Dana Gould, the comedian, told years and years ago about Don Knotts. Is that he has such a distinct voice, he could never make obscene phone calls.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: I can see you through your bedroom window. Is this Don Knotts? Ah! <laughs> oh, I just want an excuse to do Don Knotts. Thank you. Um, I thought it was great. It was funny because
0: the movie, and again, it must have been a Channel 56 Sunday afternoon thing that caught The Incredible Mr. Limpet. Oh Fip. my
1: god! Yeah, that was on like every other month.
0: Loved it, and then just recently, some fan of Gilbert. Posted that he has a tattoo of that. <laughs> like, like, I'm not kidding. There's somebody out there who has a tattoo of Don Knox as the fish with the glasses. Of course. From the incredible Mr. Limpet.
1: Wow. I
0: love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. All right. Let's talk. Let's go back to talking about superheroes. Um, this guy was kind of in the Infinity War, but not really. But I'm talking about Francis Spider-Man. And please tell me you saw this clip. No, oh no. No. For some reason, and and I don't know why, the small child ended up hanging off a balcony 5 stories up in France. Oh yeah. But this guy sees it. I did see this. Clip. And when you see the clip, you keep looking to see like like the strings behind it, like like the pulley system or something. The
1: CGI,
0: like right. is this real? This guy s- scaled, I think it was at four least stories. four. It was a four stories. Yeah. And honestly, and, and did it in the matter of seconds. Like, he went up that, and, and I've seen, you know, uh, like, you, you know, we did this movie a couple of years ago, and we had, like, a guy who was an expert at climbing the sides of houses and stuff like that, you know, and, uh, but this guy was just absolutely amazing. And, you know, a refugee for, for, from West Africa in France, and you know it's like, so it turns out that uh, not every refugee in the world is here to, you know, join or join Francis M three or and, yeah. ISIS or rape people and uh,
1: MS thirteen
0: and the uh, Macron, uh, the president of France, instantly granted him citizenship, and I uh, think gave him a job like, you know, uh, you know, with like wherever
1: he lives, like the the fire station, so. Let that be a warning to Trump. No wall is going to keep that guy out of yeah, this country. Exactly. Like to
0: see you try to build the wall, douche. Uh, but yeah, no, but that, that you know, w- with a week of shit, like that was something like, I, I must have watched the clip 10, 15 times. So shines
1: a good deed in a weary world.
0: <laughs> and now that brings us to everybody's favorite part of the show because Joe's not talking and I'm not talking.
1: It's the defunct sponsor of the week. How's the basketball game? It's dope. But I still think the Bulls of 96 97 would have beat these guys anytime. You can't live in the past, Dan. When things are gone, they're gone forever.
0: Okay, this is the last John Taylor Fertilizer Phoenix uh, <laughs> ni- 2018. Um, Update, Uh, the team ended up winning one game, losing two, and tying one. Um, One one of the two games they lost, they were only eight saves away from tying the game, Biff. (laughs) Um, Before I I, I give Biff too much of a hard time, uh, I do have to give a couple major shout-outs. Our friend, Zach Hanstein, truly proved himself to be a Mexican. Uh I guess Sack like led the team, had a hat trick. Like there was like a four to three game in which he had all four goals. Uh also All-Star Tommy who's it's like it's 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 crazy how good he is like, sometimes. Like he sometimes he either has a chip on his shoulder or, or just, like, has a flashback, and he reminds you of how much better he is than the rest of us. Uh, it's had a couple-year goal-scoring drought. Uh, I cannot tell when I asked John, did I have more points than you this year? And he said, it depends if you count the goals he scored against Biff accidentally. <laughs> it's 50-50 whether he's kidding about that because it, it's, it's happened. Uh, but, but like I was saying before, they had a good showing. They're they're happy how they played, except maybe the 8 nothing loss. Um, but they played well enough to feel okay about making the trip out there, but didn't qualify for the playoffs, <laughs> so didn't have to stick around the extra
1: day. Take a skate around, as Jacques would say. Uh,
0: so uh, right now it's like it's funny. I'm not following the Stanley Cup that much, although I keep saying how much I like. In theory, the Vegas Knights. I love. I think it's a great story. No, and it's funny because I don't like Ovechkin, but my niece loves him. So I'm kind of like, oh, I never want him to have a cup so I can lord over a guy who's made a couple hundred million dollars playing the game that I love. And me lording over him that he hadn't won a cup was something I was looking forward to going old with. But uh, right now it's one to one. And for the fourth year in a row, we don't follow basketball at
1: all. But do you realize? Golden State and the Cavs are – Right, four years into the streak of always going to the NBA finals. And the
0: sad thing is, like, every year the Patriots are expected to go to a conference championship game, but Vegas always has them up there. And as great as they've been, they've not made it every year. And it's like, and it's, and it's the funny thing is, like, last year when you see the teams that made in the NFC, like, teams that hadn't made in the playoffs in a few years. I mean, Almost every other sport, the turnover ratio, here it is, you know, this year you got the Caps who've never made it to the finals, playing against an expansion team in the finals, but yet in the NBA, everybody knew last year, and everybody's known for four years, the 80 games or the 82 games you play from October to April, eh, it's nice, you know, give, give the fans a couple of shows now and then, but it doesn't matter. Like, LeBron's unhappy, and the team's falling apart, and and he's really the coach and doesn't listen to the coach. And at the end of the day, none of it fucking matters. It's like...
1: Mm -hmm. so Did you see game one?
0: I only saw the highlights. (laughs) Highlights? No, there was one.
1: (laughs) There was one and only one highlight. Apparently... You're going the wrong way! (laughs) How does he know which way we're going? Yeah, apparently... Um, uh, one of the featured players of the Cavs. Well, he was a
0: guy in the Cav, not named LeBron James. Yeah.
1: So his name was J.R. Smith. Uh, they had five seconds left. They were tied. They were, you know, in a position to possibly steal game one from the Golden State Warriors. Right. They just apparently had to just inbound the ball. Nope, nope. Oh, uh, they, it was after they, a free they throw. They had a free throw.
0: So if the guy hits a free throw, it's already a, one. S- a second left. Right. So, so he they missed the free throw.
1: throw. Right. They missed the free throw. They get the rebound. He just has to lay up a shot. And J.R. Smith just holds on to the ball.
0: He thought he thought they were winning and, and started running the other way, like right. to kill the clock.
1: Right. And there's this great meme going around with a picture of LeBron James with his arms outstretched at J.R. Smith, like, what the fuck are you doing? Now, by the way, at this point, let's keep in mind uh, how do I say this? LeBron James is Cleveland. Like, he, there is no, no argument, no way that the Cavs get to the finals four years in a row without LeBron James. They, at the helm. They, they're barely a playoff team without him. Last night, or I'm sorry, game one, LeBron James scored 51 points on his own, by himself, with very little help from his other teammates.
0: But that that's such a misleading stat, because if you look at, at Michael Jordan's record, if you look at the Chicago Bull records in games in which Jordan scored 50 or more points, they have like a... winning percentage, like when he's taking over games. And again, Michael Jordan was always Michael Jordan. And the first like four or five years, he would average close to 40 plus points. It was a regular thing he would go over 50, but it wasn't until they got complimentary players around him. Like back in in, in the late 80s and the 90s, you had to have three all-stars. Like you had to have three unbelievable, you know, the big three, first bout right. Ever since then, but now you need two, or LeBron James, you need one at least to get to the finals. But as great as he is, and again, now, now this, granted, it's game one, not a game six. It wasn't like if Buckner picks up the ball and steps on the plate, but it is the same kind of thing. Everybody blames Buckner for that. The Red Sox had a lead, you know, going into the, that inning. Like Kevin mm-hmm. Chiraldi had blown three saves in it. Sure, if Buckner picks it up and steps on back, it's all over. But that run that came in tied the game.
1: That was Bob Stanley, by the
0: way. That tied the game. It didn't win the game for the Mets. The Red Sox still had—that was in the eighth inning, or the ninth inning. The Red Sox still came
1: up in the tenth inning. So and and by the way, it was game six. It was game six was, of a game seven. Like right. uh, there was a game seven in the in the in the in the uh, and in shadows. The, and
0: what's also, the Red Sox had a lead in the eighth inning. So <laughs> so it's not like, but so if if whoever was taking the free throw sinks the free throw, they win. They steal the game. And and that game that JR's meltdown didn't cost them the game. It cost, like if he throws up a prayer, you know they might have. But it went to overtime, and then—
1: They lost by 10. Yeah. Right. So it's not <laughs> like—but,
0: you know, but, yeah, it, but it is. It's one of those places. That that poor fucker could win four rings. That, that blurb will be
1: what he's remembered for forever. Right, right. The magnifying glass is on him right now. Now, whether or not he gets burned from the sun will <laughs> only be determined if- Wow, is that yours? Yes, it is. That's great. Right. Well, thank you. Seriously! I oh, thank
0: you. I ghost wrote that for him. <laughs> that, is, that is brilliant. Look oh. at you with the
1: sport analogy. I did, did I make a sport?
0: Yeah, I, I would say so. Great. Um, I'm getting up and getting another tasty beverage, but while I'm up.
1: Ew. Oh, that kind of up. <laughs> this is the part of the show that I'm ready to abandon at this point. You've been waiting for a while. I'm threatening to abandon this segment. It really drags the show to a screeching halt. And it's kind of boring. It's really boring. It's super boring. It's the part of the show where Jacques pulls a game off of my video game shelf. Look, I understand most of the people listening, if not all, don't give a fuck about old video games. Not a fuck. Only me. If I know one thing
0: about young ladies from Mexico like Floor, I know... That she's so impressed with your knowledge. and I, I, uh, But I did pull it off. What shelf did I pull it off? Did you see? Uh, I think I it was the PS2 shelf. That's
1: probably the PS2 shelf. Okay. And I picked this
0: one. I didn't just randomly pull this one. Oh, boy. It's,
1: I think, Max Payne. Oh, look at you. Well, it was next look to the sequel. Look at big brand on Brad. <laughs> Max Payne. It's a game that was made by a company called Rockstar Games. Rockstar Games went on to make the seminal Grand Theft Auto series that everybody so loves. Oh, w- wait, what? The, the company that made this game, Max Payne, went on to make Grand oh. Theft Auto and like a bunch of other games. This is a, I guess it's a kind of a over-the-top action parody where you're playing this detective named Max Payne. I think he's a detective. I did play through the first couple of levels. It's fun. It's a, I think, a third-person shooter. And uh, you're going and you're just basically, you're blowing away thugs with your uh, your arsenal of weapons. You're going into, like, seedy hotels and subways and underground lairs. And you're just trying to uh, piece together this crime syndicate. And I don't know. It's a fun game, I guess. But this uh, came out on the PC and uh, PlayStation Two back in what ninety or two thousand something or other. They've made several sequels of Max Payne. I don't know if they've. I don't know how alive this franchise is. Obviously, Rockstar has moved on to greater things with with Grand Theft Auto. But it's a fun. Kind of send up. It has this sort of comic book transition thing in between levels, which is fun. It's over the top. It's rated M for Mature. Uh, I don't know. It's a fun little diversion. Uh, you ever pl- You Do
0: you know anything about the
1: movies? Oh, oh, right. That's right. They made movies about five or six years ago or do something they, like that. Did they years. make it like after? Well the, after, yeah. One the, or
0: two? Or well after. Yeah, so,
1: th- I think the movies came out this decade, and this is... I'm seeing
0: 2008. Okay, so
1: this is, from, this is from 01. Okay, so I guess, yeah, it took him seven years to make a Max Payne movie.
0: And the, according to Box Office Mojo, it cost $35 million to make, and it brought in worldwide 85 So it did well. Yeah. I mean, it only doubled his money. New York. It, not everything's Infinity War.
1: <laughs> Fugitive undercover cop. Nothing to lose. Let, let me read that as Barney uh, Fife, New York, <laughs> fugitive undercover cop. Nothing to lose. That's a little Marty Short. Nothing to lose.
0: That's a that's good. Oh, thank so, you. I'm
1: sorry. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and oh. uh,
0: so I'm watching the Netflix the other day. I, I just go to turn it on, and it was like Netflix suggests this for you, and it's a special. Uh, I don't know if you, I, I'm assuming this is your Netflix pick of the week, but I'm just gonna, you know, You're like ser- serve it up for you. But I see it, and it's the Martin Short, you know, Steve Martin special, like like the day after we record the Jerk Side Show, and I say to management, I'm like, oh my god, they made a special just for Joe and I.
1: I think the subtitle of the special is an evening you'll forget for the rest That's of your right. life. It's fantastic, fucking fantastic. They had done this show traveling around the country, possibly the world, for a couple of years. And they finally filmed it in, of all places, Greensboro, South Carolina or North Carolina. And it's very well done. It's produced by Lauren Michaels. It features everything great about Steve Martin and um, what's the other guy's name? Oh, yes, Martin Short. They have uh, who we love. Yes. Oh, he's fantastic. He's we love fan, like he, top,
0: top ten actor of yours, probably.
1: Yeah, he's up there. He's up there. Probably eleven. I wouldn't. Mean, okay. I don't know if he cracked the top ten. Oh. No, 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 no. He's great. But it's a it's a great stage production. It's audience. It's them on stage. It's there's a the piano. The keyboardist from Jimmy Kimmel Live is the piano player. Apparently, he's been with doing stuff with these guys for decades. Uh, who knew.
0: Yeah, he was a
1: fun fun third wheel. Right, he was like the straight man kind of deal. And uh, there's obviously banjo playing. (laughs) Steve Martin's a lot like the movie Deliverance. It's a lot of fun until the banjos come out. (laughs) (laughs) Don't spoil all the fun lines. But, But the first 20 minutes is Steve Martin and Martin Short just shitting on each other. Openly shitting on each other. Backhanded compliment, backhanded compliment. Shit, shit, shit. And it's great. Then there's a segment where there's a big screen behind them and they go through their childhood pictures and their, their early days and they're just riffing on their own just ridiculous poses and photos from years gone by. There's uh, that one where Steve Martin is holding a cap. No, I'm sorry. He's holding a top hat and a cane and he's extending his leg out kind of cabaret style and he's a young man and Steve Martin goes ah yes I remember this photo this is the photo taken just before I was sent away to camp to pray the gay away <laughs> um, you
0: know we can give out some of the lines because literally I, I don't think Biff is going to watch this anytime <laughs> soon but it is great when they're going back and forth and it's like you know um uh you know what is Martin Short asked Steve it's like you know if it wasn't for the success in comedies and movies what do you think you you know what you we'll end up doing. Oh, whatever it is that you do. <laughs> you know?
1: There's a scene when... And then each player is given time to showcase their own little segment. You know, Steve Martin plays the banjo later like in the show. Their own
0: self-indulgent theater moment.
1: Right. And, of course, Martin Short being basically born and bred on Broadway. I wouldn't say born and bred, but that's, his, that's where he really swims, is on Broadway and being a star. He does this rendition of a role that he took early on. Obviously, it's a fake role, but it's just funny. It's step-brother step, step brother to Jesus.
0: The second greatest story ever told.
1: <laughs> and it's fantastic. Won't spoil it too much, but it's it's a great, great segment. He does a number that, no, you will not forget. And top that, motherfucker. <laughs>
0: it, 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 it is.
1: It's, it's like,
0: when I say it was made for Joe and I, again, we had just done the Jerk Podcast... And uh, Joe had just sent me um, – and I, I meant to – I put this in the notes and I didn't bring it up. He had just sent me – I guess Steve Martin did an AFI screening of the jerk in his speech before that, by the way, when it was a fundraiser. And my favorite thing is when Steve Martin said, you know, I'm proud to say that this screening of the jerk here at AFI tonight is the biggest fundraiser, single biggest night fundraiser AFI has ever had, have it not be for my fee. <laughs> <laughs> And then when he talks about his favorite line from the movie, it's one of ours. He's like, "Yeah, it's a throwaway line," but he told it. You know, the Carl Reiner on their way to work one day because they commuted together when they were writing the jerk. He's like, "You know, St. Louis,
1: no, Navin Johnson," <laughs> yeah. and they laughed right of uh, the entire car ride over to work, all the way in.
0: So, so we love Steve Martin, and again, like, like na- name the thing that Martin Short has been in that you were like. Eh, I want my money back. Or I wish I didn't spend 2 hours watching that. I mean not everything's been gold, but he's pretty it, consistently great because you know what you're getting. Even Santa Claus 3, the Santa Claus 3. I'm sorry, did you say I was um oh, when when she said you're you're oh, something and delicious? Like I'm trying to think of a line in the promo where willful and malicious. I'm sorry, did you say um something and delicious and, and uh, no, Santa Claus 3 Oh, uh, I'm trying He's to think. Playing of Jack He's playing Jack Frost, but it's oh the Santa Claus. Yeah, the Santa Claus. You know, to take on a legal loophole in which Jack Frost. Can, why do I know this? <laughs> <laughs> Martin Short and he's great.
1: Yeah, he's fantastic. It,
0: it's like it's getting into a dime machine and, and going to like there, it's a vaudeville thing. But then when they sit down and they're just telling stories in the Elvis
1: story. Right. And stuff Steve like Martin that, has an Elvis story. And then where's the guy that gets me
0: out of the conversations <laughs>
1: with Elvis? <laughs> and the Jiminy Glick, Jiminy Glick makes an appearance. Which I was a fan.
0: Like yeah. like I was, oh, that's my favorite line. It's like, you know, you know what I love best about
1: hanging out with Martin Short? No parvarazzi. <laughs> <laughs> Oh look there's David Letterman They're they're showing pictures of celebrities And Jiminy Glick is just riffing on them And whether or not they have style And they show a a modern picture of David Letterman With the big beard And Jiminy Glick goes Oh look there's David Letterman Look at him I mean you see him And yet you're the one playing the banjo (laughs) (laughs) So
0: It was tough Because I want to recommend that but my recommendation is John Mulaney, The Comeback Kid, his new stand-up special on Netflix.
1: Have you seen it? No. I, I'm i going to be honest. Okay. I know I should like John Mulaney a fucking lot. What did you do? I can't. It, it's not that, like, I don't like him. I'm not sucked in by him yet. I don't know. He's been—obviously, he's been head writer of Saturday Night Live, and he's written all of these great specials, and he— did oh hello on Broadway and all this shit? I I don't know. I just can't get sucked in and it, and honestly, for the what little I've heard of him, it, it is funny. I don't know. I'm not gonna. I mean, it's John Mulaney. Fuck me. Who am I? I mean, John is a fucking awesome f- comedian. No,
0: no. But I mean, there are some people that you would assume that I love. I'm like, yeah, they're okay. What? Uh,
1: but what about John Mulaney, the comeback kid? It,
0: it's it's it's. It's probably my second favorite special. Of him is good because I mean, I, 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 all his special. He is, he's in my top five favorite comics of the last, let's say, fifteen years, ten, fifteen years. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, one of the interesting things, and I would recommend you to watch it. It's, it's all the all these comedy specials. It's, it's they're they're shot the same way. I mean, there's only so much you can do, but they really use the space of Radio City Music Hall, and it had this real, like, stylistically, like, and, and even management said because when I was talking about it afterwards, like, you should write the director, because probably no one ever talks about, oh, yeah, I saw you, John Mulaney, thing. the way it was shot so stylistically, and these, these upshots, like, from the orchestra, but you're looking at him through the Old stage life, the 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 glow type thing, the yeah. fo- that are classic. I mean, it, you, the way he always wears suits, and I kind of like that. He really has this
1: Frank Sinatra ish vibe. It's funny to see a guy, a white guy in a suit, telling awful awful jokes. Um, yeah, no, not it, awful like they're bad, like just like some awful, jokes, yeah. you
0: know. Uh, and there and there was uh, you know a few of them in there. Uh, I liked his whole political stance and, and you, know, you know, he didn't – he doesn't really talk politics that much but he was talking about like, you know um, – uh, he equated the administration and he went on length but in a really funny way about a horse being in a hospital and how – it's not really appropriate but how much you blame the horse for some of the stuff he did because, you know, it's a horse. you know, <laughs> And then it's like – and then – Every now and then you don't hear the horse's footsteps, and you're almost like, "What's worse? Hearing the horse or when the horse is quiet <laughs> you know and he goes on, but it was it was so shot well. I mean, I just like him. You know recently, I think I saw him it might, it might have been on Kimmel or, or Seth Myers. Um, you don't watch a flash, but he looks as soon as he said it, I'm like, oh, he got stopped somewhere by a kid and his grandma who thought he was, and he kept, you know, had to tell a kid, no, I'm not I'm not the Flash, you know? And then as soon as he turned around, there was a fan there, and he was so agitated. It was like, what? I'm just telling you what a big fan I am, man. And they get home, and he was at, all agitated, he was telling his wife, and he was in a real pissed-off mood. She goes, so let me get this straight. You're upset because you were mistaken for somebody 15 years younger and better looking than you, <laughs> and then somebody told you... You're their favorite comedian, and that's why you're in a bad mood, (laughs) you know? Uh, But I do. I mean, I I like the special for the comedy, but I was really, you know, in the same night I watched that, I watched, you know, management was watching the Amy Schumer special, the leather special. Have you seen it?
1: I started watching it when it first came out, and I don't know. I just kind of zoned out. Okay, so this is one of those things that's
0: like, Oh, you're a misogynist because you love John Mulaney, but you didn't like her. I didn't like guilty the special. Guilty as, oh. Yeah, guilty <laughs> as, char. I mean, right. You are right. Shopping carts were invented so women could learn to walk on their hind legs. I agree. But as far as the,
1: <laughs> I don't condone that statement. <laughs> Nor do I.
0: <laughs> what, how does Groucho like that one?
1: In my day, women were called dames. <laughs>
0: but I, I wanted to like it because I like... Her like she's a fun Twitter follower. She's a very she's very very funny. She's very self you know defaming. And it was one of those things where it's like okay okay I get that you're talking about sex really graphically. Um It's gross.
1: What else we got? Right. Oh, well, not gross. It's just a kind of one note after a while for for the
0: whole special pretty much. And it's like and again it's like. I, I don't know. It, it, it's not like if a male comedian went up there talking like graphically about sex for an hour, I'd be like, yeah. It's like, no. I'd be like,
1: that's... It's almost like Andrew Dice Clay. Right.
0: Right. You know? And Andrew Dice Clay is not funny. <laughs> right.
1: Well, yeah, exactly. It's... Even when he was funny, he wasn't funny. <laughs> Hickory dickery. Oh, should, should I do Gilbert Gottfried doing, uh... But I'd rather Gilbert Gottfried doing Andrew Dice Clay. Hickory Dickory Gig, a gig go! <laughs> Have you ever seen him do dice? No, that's a real thing. Uh, oh, oh my God, he cool. went on the, the old Howard Stern show years and years ago. He would do that. Oh, it was fantastic. But okay, so no Amy Schumer. No Amy she's Schumer. A, she's got lady parts, but but, and, but but definitely John Mulaney. I want to see Ali Wong's special. Although second pregnant, I get it. Why? Like she's pregnant again. Have you seen the first? Uh, do you know who I'm talking about? Yeah, Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. So Ali Wong had that, uh, what was it, uh, t- uh, Tiger Lady or uh, la- right. uh, Tiger Mom? No, no, it was something like the Lady Tiger or something like that. Her first special, she was pregnant. It was fantastic. I was, I was over the moon about it. I've yet to step into the second pregnancy special. I guess it's a thing. I don't know. It's not a thing. It's just a coincidence. Like, okay, she's starting a family. Oh, by the way, I'm also a comedian, and I'm going to make this known that, yeah, pregnant women don't have to hide in the shadows <laughs> and learn how to walk on their hind legs. What's the word, the, the term? The that's
0: why shopping carts were invented uh-huh. to teach women how to walk on their hind legs. Hind legs. <laughs> and now he's crumpling it up and, and burning it. <laughs> no, if you're actually crumpling it, you oh, don't have to make the crumpling sound.
1: I was doing the fire sound, yeah, look, hey, which is also the crumpling sound. Did
0: I tell you why I'm smarter than you and everybody else in the world? Um, management and mom again sometimes watches Jeopardy every day, and 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 it's one of those things you get caught up watching it.
1: Wait, you can't sometimes watch Jeopardy every day. Yeah, that's oh, what wait I was a minute, to see what I
0: did there. And so I'm good for. Two to three questions per game. David Spade had this thing like pick cartoons, man. <laughs> About thirty seconds after the answer. And I did know it. So last night I was watching it and a question, you know, and the, the answer was Doctor Strange Love. You know, the 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 great movie, you know, Peter sellers movie yeah. and um played three roles. Like Yeah. Awesome, and the in the book was great. It's like Sandy Kubrick when he you know when he, he he got the books like like ten years earlier when he read the book he bought like a thousand copies and for Christmas for a couple years gave it to everybody and then the 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 the, the, the Pickens scene when he's riding the the Slim bomb Pickens. of the Slim Pickens this best name ever for a country guy yes okay and the question was about the movie and the the reigning champ had said you know Doctor Strangelove or how I Learned to Relax and Love the Bomb, Ooh. and he got buzzed out for it, yes. and then the other girl said, Dr. Strangelove, and, and they gave her the points. Now, the guy who won the championship you know, came back, so he ended up winning, and it was great because it was one of those, they all got Final Jeopardy wrong, but she bet way too much more than him, so even though she yeah. had like a 2,000 point lead. Um, the name of the movie, because I said it as soon as he asked it, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. I said, Dr. Strangelove or How I Learned to Relax and Love the Bomb. That is the official name of the movie. I disagree. No, because – you, yeah, go ahead. You you can go to your Google. You know, you can Bing it if you want. You can ask Jeeves. But I'm telling you, that was the official name of the book and the official name of the movie. You know, it's it's like it's like Star Wars. a new hope?
1: All right, let me. Can you repeat that, please? What's the entire name? Uh, if I'm wrong, because no, 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 no Doctor no, no, Strange Love, yes. or How I Learned to Relax and Love the Bomb. You are incorrect, sir. Okay, it is. I knew it was wrong. Dr. Strangelove or How I Learned to Stop Worrying Worry, oh. and Love the Bomb. You lose, sir! <laughs> you, I,
0: all I know is those three men were never in my
1: kitchen. <laughs> um,
0: but, but, he, uh, but, but he had it right. But they said, no, the, it's just Dr. Strangelove. Oh. And I'm like,
1: no! Well, if
0: he said, relax. No, he said, worry. But oh, okay. but still, but that and I was. I was like, no, that's wrong because that is – it's the same thing. What is, what is episode four of the Star Wars movie? Right. It's called Star Wars. A New Hope. A New Hope. Right. Right. Now. Right. right. Now. It used to be called Star- – what was World War I called? <laughs> <laughs> the
1: war to end all wars.
0: It wasn't called World War One at the time. <laughs> Interesting.
1: It was by the Americans because we won. not <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, you got a parenting tip of the week, proud father of a high school. Gra- so, and not only, you know, has your son graduated, he's graduated without spending a night in the Great Bar Hotel. Uh, you are not yet a grandfather and you know, he, 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 he's done pretty well. In, what do I want? A cookie? Yes. In this day and age. <laughs> yes.
1: All thanks to my wife, of course. I mean, if I, wasn't here obviously he would have graduated a valedictorian but unfortunately i got him into video games oops that's my parenting tip of the week don't get your kid into video games they'll they'll find their way you don't have to introduce it to them when they're you know three four years old just because you want to get back into playing video games and use your kids as an excuse as an excuse to get back into video games i think due to the unfreezing process <laughs> i have no inner monologue
0: is it okay to let them grow up to be cowboys?
1: <laughs>
0: um, no, you've done a fantastic job. Oh, thank uh, you. My parenting tip is again first world problem, battling with the pool. I'm making you know my little bastards as much as they hate it. It's like no, you're coming out and helping with this. Like they were like, oh, when my mom and dad come over, they're like, all right, I'm going to go play a game. It's like no, you're not. This sucks. I hate it. And I'm not the one using the pool. If you want to use the pool, you get your ass out here and help. So, you know, not everything can be handed to them. Um, I think they're probably, because it is Lowell. there's not a lot of land for pools. So most of their buddies don't have pools. So be really grateful and get your ass out there and skim the goddamn pool, you little bastards. That's
1: my parenting tip. No, here's my parenting tip. Okay. Laura loves a working man. Don't (laughs) trust Don't trust Whitey. See you a doctor. It, get rid of it. See a doctor and get rid of it.
0: Uh, I don't care what we go out on, you know, because <laughs> because it is his graduation. Let's, let's end on a Chip Boy song if we can.
1: Okay, I guess. Unless you've got another parody song ready to go, I don't know about. No. Nope. Anything else left to say, our guests this week? See me on Funny You Should Ask, Jacques. I'll be there with John Lovitz. I'll be there. <laughs> that was my John Lovitz as well. It's okay. Yeah, it's not bad. Uh, do I? I, do, I think I do. Do I do a Jack K? Oh Mary. That's my nipples. <laughs> oh, <laughs> made mine hard. Hello. Hey now. But more importantly, what? Don't forget.